Hello, and welcome to this episode of CargoFax Connect, the podcast of CargoFax, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Jeff Lee, editor of CargoFax, and it's Friday, July the 14th. Earlier this week, I was in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, where AirAsia and its logistics venture, Teleport, held a launch event for the first freighter of their own, an EFW-converted A321P2F that had arrived about two weeks ago and it's the first of what the company hopes could be a pretty sizable fleet of Airbus narrowbody freighters. I caught up with Teleport's CEO, Pete Charion Wongsak, to hear a bit more on the company's vision. So Pete, uh, first of all, congratulations. We're standing here in the hangar looking at your first A321 P2F. It's pretty cool. Pretty it cool. is pretty cool. Congrats. Uh, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? It has, yeah. We've spoken about this since basically the start of the pandemic. So I think to be able to make it happen in after the pandemic, I think is, is, is not too late. So look, I think it's important for us right now to show, I think, the cargo world that you know the network that you need going forward post-pandemic is going to be some sort of hybrid network between belly space and freighters that can connect really e-commerce. I mean, that's really the story. So if we really can make it happen where it's really affordable and cheap, and fast, right, because it flies on a plane in Southeast Asia. I mean, I think, you know, we've got an opportunity for a big, big, big fleet. But look, we've got to prove it first. So this is the first one. I mean, literally, it's sitting here and I can calculate how much is burning on the ground. So I want this thing flying tomorrow. So it's flying tomorrow. So that's where we are. It's actually flying tomorrow. It is flying tomorrow. First commercial flight. It is, yes. Where, where is that? It's going to East Malaysia because okay. the aircraft is so new that it needs international permits. So while we wait for that, we don't waste we don't waste time. We fly to East Malaysia. So actually, some of our customers were here, and I was literally saying to them, "Hey, you know, we're going to see you on the plane, right? Like your stuff is going to go on that plane tomorrow." So that's what we're trying to do. And then, when do you expect um, those international permits, and where uh, in the world? It's about two weeks. It's okay. about two weeks. So look, I mean, the great thing about e-commerce, right, in this part of the world, is we're four hours away from where all of it is manufactured and imported, China. So honestly. There is no reason why everyone in Southeast Asia could not receive what they order directly from factory floor to customer door in 24 hours. There's no reason. And so I think we want to make that happen. So look, look out for us. Right. And I think uh, we can say, safely say uh, that we'll be seeing your freighter, well, this one and the yeah. following ones yeah. uh, in China, Hong Kong. For sure. I mean, that is literally going to be the first international flight, Hong Kong. And then maybe if we can do Guangzhou and maybe Shenzhen. So I think you can imagine already that we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just connecting directly, you know, from China to kind of different parts of Southeast Asia direct. You know, normally it goes through hub and spoke. It gets consolidated in various kind of key China hubs. Now, if we can fly straight there and fly back to where we want to, you know, deliver to the consumer, you can just fly direct point to point. So that's what we're trying to do. So this first one is registered in Malaysia. The it second is. one is also registered in Malaysia. It uh, it's coming in a month August. or so, right? Yep. yep. Um, what about the third one? Look, I, I'm pushing the team to consider Indonesia or Philippines. I mean, I think I think freighters need, firstly, they need the belly market to be also robust. But more importantly, because they can connect, right, between freighter, you can consolidate, you know, through kind of bringing the belly space to distribute or to kind of bring to a specific kind of flight for the freighter. But I think more than anything else, you need a domestic market too to make a freighter really work. And so these are the two markets where air is about 25% of the total e-commerce that's moved 
And so you really need to think about the domestic markets of Philippines and Indonesia. Look, my sleeper hit is the Philippines. I think there were loads of questions today from the media about Philippines. You know, our number one route by volume, like in the whole group, we've got a thousand routes, is Zavao, Manila. So, you know, that tells you kind of where we're going. So look, Philippines is my sleeper, but it takes a lot. You know, the infrastructure has got to support, you know, moving e-commerce, express clearance. You know, I've, I've lived and worked and run an airline in the Philippines. It's not easy, but I think if that's the market opportunity, then we've got to make it happen. Right, I mean, that's kind of your, one of your advantages is you have so many AOCs. And yeah, we just drop them in an AOC. That makes sense and we can move them around. We can move them around, you know? So I, I think people that are not in the space don't truly understand yet how you can use an ecosystem like Capital A and AirAsia, but still kind of, you know, work towards a TAM of logistics that is separate, right? So really, you know, in the best of both worlds, you know, Capital A benefits from being a shareholder of ours. And we benefit from their ecosystem because it's truly, it, it really is, you know, the lowest cost, one of the lowest cost airlines to operate an Airbus. So why wouldn't you operate a fleet of freighter Airbuses? The pilots are the same. I, I get pilots all the time knock me in the hallway nowadays and say, like, look, I'm really looking forward to flying because I don't have to make any announcements. And I'm like, yeah, our cargo doesn't talk, just to let you know, unless it's like a live horse or something. Uh, and so other than that, you know, it's pretty calm and cool in there. So they can fly and they can fly back and they can, you know, do what pilots do. So look, you get to share all that the spare parts, you know, the the permits, the op specs, like everything is just so quick to induct the plane. So it's a truly incremental cost, right? So I mean if people understand that in this in you know in in your kind of listeners of the podcast, they will understand that we're serious players and we want to make this happen. Right, but one of the challenges is, is um, having to undergo that certification process in the different jurisdictions, yeah. right? For the yeah. A321 freighter. Yeah. Yeah. How, how big a challenge do you see that being? I, I, I think it's just a matter of time. So, for example, when you know, AirAsia inducted you know, only the 320 CEOs, then we inducted the NEOs, and then we inducted the 321 NEOs, and then you know, we did the 330s, and we did the 330 NEOs. So, you know, we, we're used to inducting various type-specific aircraft of Airbus. Now, it'd be different if we were inducting like a Boeing 737-400F or something. That's completely different. Like, we would be like starting from zero. But I think in this case, it's truly, we have the know-how to operate these things. Like we are, you know, we know how to operate these things with a single engine taxi out. Like we know how to do packs off, takeoff. So we, we understand this piece of metal, you know, like nobody else. So look, I, I, I think hopefully we can show it rather than me tell you on a podcast, but uh, you know, check back in with us in a couple months. Yeah, so uh, speaking of the fleet, of course the initial plan was for three. Yeah. Um, but that's not all you're planning, is it? No. Look, I've said I've said a number that everyone looked at me like. Uh, so I said a hundred. You know, I, I looked at JD. I looked at JD Logistics, and I said, look, these, you know, these guys have ambition. Like they're thinking about a plan till 2035 with a hundred aircraft. And and look, our big test is going to be: can we grow the market? If we can grow the market, you can induct more than the 10 freighters that we have in our business plan. So the key is, if you bring the cost down, if you have that hybrid network, you deliver point to point, you cut out all the wastage, and then you kind of just deliver for small packages, which most airline and air cargo operators, like, it's not worth it for them. It's, 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 it's finicky, it's small, they'd rather carry big things you know, across continents. If we can do this right in Southeast Asia, then I think we can grow the market. Right, and are you looking to work with different lessors or the same one? For I mean, look, we, whatever we, you know, the, the ecosystem gives us an introduction to every single lessor. Like, I I was just joking with one former CEO who just retired, I don't know if you saw him, of the world's second largest lessor, 
I won't name names, but I think you can do the research. But I think the point is that we just have a front row seat to conversations with these guys. And so at the end of the day, the cost of capital has gone up. You know, the world is changing. Freight rates are down. So they're only going to, you know, kind of do deals with people that they believe have a sustainable future. And so I think what helps them understand that is they understand intimately the airline infrastructure that we ride on top of. So when they understand that, the conversations become a lot easier. So we can talk to a lot of different vessels, but obviously we benefit from talking to a few where there's just a lot of scale. Right, so you know we've taken we've taken you know these three freighters from a specific lessor that does a lot of business with AirAsia, and so I think for that we benefit. Right, um, and on a related note, I was going to say you're taking on freighters um, at an interesting time when other oh, yeah. people are removing them. Absolutely, look, lowest cost wins, right? So you know there's nothing lower than belly cost on a low cost carrier operating a short haul network, and so I think the key here is how does the freighter complement that? So a, a simple example would be. If I was to fly this thing tomorrow, which I've told you I need to fly this thing tomorrow to make money, uh, then do I have the load already? Well, I do because I've been putting it on my belly network and I've been putting it on third-party airlines in the lead-up to this freighter. So literally tomorrow, I know how full this plane is going to be. And so that's the power of inducting this when you have a belly network in a market like Southeast Asia where it's all islands, it's all inter, you know, inter kind of cross-border traffic, it's small package focused, and so you can literally lift your cargo that you were you know, moving on your belly onto the freighter, free up capacity in the belly, fill it up again, and then rinse and repeat, and that's our model. One last quick question. Of course. You want to dominate the skies, at least in Southeast Asia. Are you going to do that with just narrow bodies or? Uh, Look, yeah. I mean, we've got to do what we're good at. And I think, you know, we're good at the narrow body business. We're good at moving things within Southeast Asia. I'll never say never, but I think we've got to prove that we can do this thing right before we think about, you know, taking on more boys, more skies uh, beyond the ASEAN, you know, skies that we want to dominate. So look, let us prove it. I think I believe logistics is about showing, not telling. So let us do that. Let's prove it makes money. Let's prove that, as you said, in a falling yield environment, falling market environment, where everyone else has higher costs that they enjoyed in the pandemic, you know, kind of the ability to kind of continue to fly where we couldn't. Let's show that we can grow in this environment and we'll see where we go. Well, best of luck to you and uh, congratulations again. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much, Pete. Appreciate the patience. Thank you so much. And that was Pete Charion Wongsek, CEO of Teleport. Thanks again to Pete. And that's all for today. For more multimedia coverage like this, search CargoFax Connect on iTunes and Spotify and search CargoFax.com. Thank you very much for tuning in and join us again next time.